Hey friends, it's Andy. Welcome to our new show, Accelerate Expresso. Look, I mean, I know you're busy, and it's hard to keep up with all six of the great episodes we publish each week. So, with this show, Accelerate Expresso, we're going to deliver highlights from each episode from the previous week. And in the process, give you short, delicious shots of insight from a show you might have missed, and to help amp you up for the coming week. Now, before we jump into it, please remember to visit iTunes or Google Play or wherever you listen to subscribe to this podcast. And while you're there, leave a review, please, for Accelerate. We need your feedback to ensure that we keep delivering the high levels of value you expect. Okay, let's express it. First up, from episode 446, this past week was Doug DeVitri. Doug is back on Accelerate for the second time, and he's the founder of Doug DeVitri International. He's author of an excellent book on virtual selling called Screen to Screen Selling. Well, 50, so that could be what, what's the result-driven agenda. So right. in other words, as a result of this call, what are we going to be able to decide upon at, at the end of it? You know, are we going to decide? Which you should do, which you should do anyway, right? I mean, yeah. that's good sales practice. So, I mean, is there anything else on top of, you know, good conventional sales practice that you need to really focus on preparing prior to a good screen-to-screen call like this? Yeah, you bet. So, I mean, just, just simple things you wouldn't think about until you made the mistake and you embarrassed yourself and the other people who you were talking to. You know, number one is close down all your instant messengers. Yeah. And the last thing you want to have happen is a screen share conversation. And then there's a Facebook instant messenger, Skype instant message that talks about something embarrassing that you did that you wouldn't want your customer to see. On Tuesday, in episode 447, I spoke with David Hoffeld, founder of the Hoffeldgroup.com, a sales training company. An author of the recent bestseller, The Science of Selling. And they, they can be merged together really well. Because imagine if you're, because even when you're looking at data, you have to make some assumptions. Where are you going to start? What are you going to test? And why test those things versus other options that you could test? And so what this science shows us is it pulls back the layers and allows us to literally understand how our brains perceive things. And so armed with this science, it allows you to do A-B testing and make better tests that allow you to cut through a lot of that trial and error, which can be very expensive and costly, and allow you to become more effective much more quickly. So yeah, it's, it's an astounding. There is now thousands of scientific studies out there in so many disciplines like social psychology, cognitive psychology, neuroscience, behavioral economics, that is so powerful, it's just too potent to ignore. Next up, in episode 448, it's Justin Gray. Justin is the co-founder and CEO of LeadMD. Uh, I think they do, but when you're you, you, with ABM or E or R or whatever we're calling it, <laughs> like you're already whittling down the number of buying journeys that can happen in a huge manner based on what we've done in the past. You know, rather than driving five thousand net new leads on a monthly basis and sure. worrying about where each of those individuals is at, I'm I'm able to to really consolidate that down. So yes, I don't think necessarily there are even so we term those as buying committees. And on that buying committee, each individual will have a role. Normally, that will map to one or two people on our side of the house. And we need to understand what they need to mm-hmm. be fulfilled on in order to get that, mm-hmm. that purchase to the, to the end uh, goal. So some of those have full journeys. Some of them just have like an influential role on that deal. But it definitely gets – there's fewer surprises when you, when you take into account all of those uh, buying committee members. No longer do you run into, great, are we ready to, to get this deal done today? Uh, well, no, I've got to send this to a procurement guy in the UK and he's gone for the weekend and I, I don't even know, we haven't got, even gone through legal on this yet. Mm-hmm. Like that, that happening in a deal should never happen in an ABE process. 
In episode 449, I spoke for the second time with Michael Bungay-Stanier, senior partner of Box of Crayons, a company that helps organizations do less good work and more great work. I love that description. He's also the author of several books, including his latest, The Coaching Habit, which is one of my all-time favorite books about business and subject of our conversation. There are a lot of definitions of coaching in this mm-hmm. world. Um, I'm pretty sure that if you're trying to sell coaching to somebody, you have a trademark description of what coaching is. So that's thousands of different definitions right. of what coaching is. For me, you can talk about it in a, in a range of different ways. The behavior, so what does this look like for you internally, mm-hmm. is simply how do I stay curious a bit longer? Mm-hmm. How do I rush to action and advice just a little bit slower? Very simple, very behaviorally based. The impact of coaching, the way it kind of works is that good coaching generates new insight, so Mm -hmm. new ahas about the situation and also perhaps about you. Mm -hmm. Insight leads to action. In other words, behavior change. You do something differently as a result of that initial insight. And then that behavior leads to increased positive impact. And hopefully that increased impact then leads back to new insights about self and about the situation. So that's kind of the the way, the mechanics of coaching, what the outcomes that you're, you're looking for. And in terms of a definition, like I say, there are many of them out there. But um, the one I kind of seems to have most resonance for most people, because I've tested a bunch, which one's mm-hmm. kind of being true, actually comes from John Whitmore. And uh, I'm going to get the quote slightly wrong, but he says it's about helping people to unlock their own potential Right. Helping people to learn rather than teaching them. Right. So you can see there's a number of things there in terms of metaphor and insight that, that really resonate with people. One is around it's not just about you doing something to somebody else. It's about enabling other people. There's something about speaking to their potential. You know, how do they become more fulsome human beings? Right. Not just about getting stuff done. It's about growing the person. And the third is an insight about the difference between just teaching and learning. And at its crudest, teaching is telling them what to do. Learning them is helping them see the path so they figure the stuff out themselves. On Frontline Friday this week, episode 450, Bridget Gleason and I welcomed Anthony Iannarino to Frontline Friday. Many of you know Anthony. He's the author of the best-selling book, The Only Sales Guide You'll Ever Need. Great title. We have excellent discussion about whether the trend has gone too far in specializing sales roles. I think there's some really good, some really valid points in there. Let me let me make one of them for you. I intentionally uh, put in the role of the BDR and the SDR as the same role, or different roles, rather. When some people think an SDR is a BDR, and some companies now have a BDR and an SDR. Right, BDR so, for so, replying to inbound leads and SDRs for proactive outbound, what, right? What, and what 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 is this this difference? And so there's a BDR, then there's an SDR, and no matter what they do, it has to be handed off to an AE who's supposed to close it. And then it goes to an AM who's supposed to be a farmer and doesn't have the skill set to create opportunities. But then they're supposed to come back and get an AE later on to come in and help them create an opportunity, even though they haven't seen that AE since they signed the contract. I mean, we just keep we just keep slicing thinner and thinner. And then we have salespeople now who are BDRs and SDRs and AEs and AMs who don't know anything. So they need a SME. And and you start looking at this going, wait a second. A subject how matter can a expert, pers- just to define that. Subject matter <laughs> expert, yeah. How can a person who's not a subject matter expert be a trusted advisor when they have no advice? How how can you be a trusted advisor when you don't know anything? 
And everybody who's in front of a customer has to know enough that you can occupy the position of peer and counsel and trusted advisor with deep business acumen, the ability to create the case for change, help lead and manage that change. That's the role now. And I didn't get to decide this and I didn't, I'm not the one that designed any of this. I'm just telling you from a client's point of view, I need somebody who can sit down and help me. I don't need six people that none of them can do this job by themselves I don't need six people and I definitely don't need one person to qualify me because if all you can ask me is how serious I am, do I have a budget? Do I have a timeline? Is my need established? And am I the one that can make the decision? You're not creating any value for me. And and then I get the question, why don't people keep the appointments we make with them? Because they had the experience of the first appointment with you. Finally, we wrapped up the week, episode 451 with Sharon Gillenwater. She's the founder of Boardroom Insiders an expert at CXO engagement strategies. Well, I mean, I'm certainly not an expert on all aspects of it, but I, I know what uh, you know what we're hearing from our customers and what we do ourselves. I mean, inbound marketing, um, using marketing automation tools is an, an absolute must uh, to reach and nurture decision makers at ev- every level of or- the organization, create awareness, establish your, your, your brand presence, um, position yourself as a thought leader through content marketing. Um, it's a great way to be relevant from a vertical perspective. You know, if you can create all types of content for different audiences that that's relevant to them, um, and really fill your pipeline and en- engage all of those decision makers up and down the executive or the chain. Now, the executives um, require a little bit of a different approach in terms of the types of content that they're interested in. Um, and the farther you go up the executive chain, it becomes more a, a one-to-one value proposition that you have to make um, because they expect you to understand their specific business. Um, what we see a lot of companies doing is uh, not taking this approach um, across all of their accounts, but reserving the executive engagement piece of it for only their most important accounts. So um, we see a lot of customers have small, smaller teams within the sales organization that focus only on their top accounts. And that's where the real focus on C-suite selling and executive engagement comes in. They devote more resources to those accounts. They um, create high-touch engagement opportunities such as C-level roundtables um, or sponsoring C-level events such as the Avanta CIO series. Um, they target C-suite executives with, with small regional events. Um, and then, you know, sending their own executives to those events to have those higher level conversations. And that's where the C-suite engagement really comes in. So that's it, friends. Another excellent week of Accelerate, the world's best sales podcast. Please take 30 seconds right now. Go to iTunes, subscribe, leave a review. I personally want to know what I can do to make this an even more valuable resource for you. For our regular listeners, I'll see you bright and early Monday morning. For everyone else, we'll see you again back here next week. Until then, I'm your host, Andy Paul. Good selling, everyone.